Glad you're with us. 26 days. You are the ultimate jury. The stakes could not be any higher. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. It is amazing to me that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden will not tell the American people whether or not they will stack and pack the United States Supreme Court. It should scare that issue alone would be the biggest power grab in 150 years in this country. It would alter our Constitution in ways that are almost unimaginable at this point. How, how many are they talking about? They're talking about 11 seats on the Supreme Court. They're talking about 13. They're talking about doubling the seats. Uh, not answering is an answer in and of itself because Mike Pence was right. That's the answer. The answer is they will do it. We still haven't gotten an answer about, well, do they want D.C. and and other places to become states? Will the other 50 states have any say in it? What would be the reason for that? The only reason Democrat, that'd be another power grab. Why? Because that would create a, a, a almost a, a Democratic majority in the Senate in perpetuity. You get rid of the legislative filibuster and you have a Democratic president. Forget it. It's over. They will just they will take this country right down the sewer of of radical extreme socialism. The new Green Deal, Medicare for all and America, their stated agenda, which they deny. They won't even admit what's on their own website would become unrecognizable. Packing the court, do they want to also eliminate the Electoral College that would ensure that New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California, Oregon, and and Washington State decide every future presidential election? Is that part of their plan that they're not going to answer either? How have we gotten to the point where we're 26 days out of an election and we can't get simple, basic, fundamental answers? I mean, if you think about packing the court, well, what does that mean? You know, we, we have talked at length, uh, uh, and, and Ted Cruz's new book, Mark Levin's old book, I mean, discussed all of this. What, what Democrats could not get done at the ballot box, in other words, convince you to vote for them on specific issues, what they can't ever get done legislatively, the reason they like judicial activism is and and jurists or judges legislating from the bench is because they'd get their radical agenda that which they couldn't get if we had separation of powers and co-equal branches of government it would transform this country i mean basically you'd have a court made up of all ruth bader ginsburg's and elena kagan's and sonia sotomayor's and and briars for crying out loud and they can't answer their non-answer is an answer. And we better believe it's an answer. You know, and then I can't believe what now they made the debate commission. Even Joe uh, Lieberman pointed this out. This is this unilateral decision to upend the debate format to help Joe Biden and say it's going to be a virtual debate and not even consult the campaigns, as as Lieberman said. He goes, this this debate commission has become too powerful and way too autocratic. And I don't blame President Trump for saying, no, you don't get to change the rules, uh, especially because his 14 days of quarantine. And I'm sure that 
even the great Dr. Fauci, so loved and respected by every Democrat, would sign off. Yeah, he's not shedding the virus. Yeah, he has antibodies. And yeah, he's able to debate without any risk to anybody. As a matter of fact, if you're going to be around somebody and you're worried about Corona and they have antibodies, guess what? That's the person you want to be around because they're the ones that can't, well, you know, don't shed the virus. Pretty unbelievable. I mean, it is, and, and I love, I mean, Mike Pence was just, I mean, unflappable last night and just, uh, she, Kamala Harris was visibly shaken up at times and it, towards the end of the debate was even mumbling certain uh, to herself and, and it was almost a, a level of joe biden like incoherence and just talking and not really saying anything i mean when when the vice president answered that uh, uh yeah uh joe biden yeah he was he was more concerned about what china thought of the president's travel ban and dr fauci on this program had stated, yeah, that was a great decision that saved, you know, incalculable numbers of American lives and prevented God knows how many hundreds of thousands of Americans from contracting the virus. That was the one through the end of March that Joe Biden was calling hysterical xenophobia and fear mongering. And when when you look at Joe and Kamala's plan on on the virus, it's like, uh, yeah, it looks like everything that Donald Trump already did months ago. And now we're on the verge of a vaccine as we have multiple companies. You know, the president put out this video yesterday talking about his treatment of COVID-19. He actually said it was maybe a blessing in disguise because, remember, the, the world was denying the likes of Daniel Wallace, say, the foremost expert in hydroxychloroquine with the largest lupus and rheumatoid arthritis practice in the country. And he's been dispensing this 65-year-old drug, hydroxychloroquine, uh, for, you know, over 42 years. And he said, quote, the risk is nil. And that's on 30 to 60 days use. But nobody wanted to pay attention to what he had to say. But we've come a long way from there with remdesivir and with convalescent plasma and now with Regeneron and Eli Whitney. And then, the you know, the big news that people didn't bring up, uh, not just in the debate, but aren't even hearing about is the president said the same treatment I get, I'm going to make available to you, the American people, for free because it worked for me. Uh, that's a pretty powerful statement. Nobody brought that up. And, you know, and the plagiarism line was pretty funny, too, because uh, everything they're talking about, well, we're going to we're going to get a vaccine uh, team together. We'll have the vaccine by the end of the year. Pretty much everybody's confirmed that even Fauci may not be before Election Day, but. Well, we're in final stage trials since late July. And so far, nobody's died. So far, it looks like like phase two, we found the optimal dose for the vaccine. It looks like side effects are mostly minimal for people. There might be some outliers, uh, but everybody's created uh, the the vaccine is creating antibodies, which is good because that means, oh, well, then we get the so-called herd immunity through the vaccine. You know, I love when Pence called out Biden and Harris for not, you know, answering the court packing question. Let me play that because this this is critical. You appoint however many additional Supreme Court justices that believe in legislating from the bench and and ruling through judicial fiat and even citing foreign constitutions and not relying on our own constitution 
And you are now fundamentally altering and transforming this country into something that would be unrecognizable. Now, I know both Joe and Kamala deny what's even on their own website. And that would be, yeah, the new Green Deal. Uh, That would include, yeah, the taxes. Kamala lied about taxes last night because Joe did say, in fact, many times said that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. Well, that means everybody that got the tax cut is going to lose the tax cut. That's going to be a tax increase. Not that hard to follow the bouncing ball. Just like it's not hard to follow the bouncing ball that they both continue to lie because they both have said that they would eliminate fracking. And they said it numerous times. And they're on record as saying, but we're not. Joe said he's not going to. He's transparent. Joe's not transparent on anything. How can you deny what, what your position is on court packing and say you're transparent in any way, shape, or form? What does it mean then, too? What, we'll eliminate the Electoral College, statehood for D.C. and elsewhere, and the f- legislative filibuster? I mean, to think we're with 26 days away from an election and they haven't answered hardly any questions is unimaginable. And now in comes the debate commission. Oh, we're going to make it virtual so that so that Donald Trump doesn't have an advantage to stay on and, and demand answers, which, by the way, Mike Pence did very effectively last night. But just listen to the non-answer on court packing. Thank you, and, and Senator Harris. People, Susan, are voting right now. They'd like to know if you and Joe Biden are going to pack the Supreme Court if you don't get your way in this nomination. Let's talk about packing. You once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. And, and if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court if they somehow win this election. Okay, they're going to pack the court if they win the election. You know, and, I, and, and I'll tell you another thing. I'm not going to support a vaccine if Donald Trump says it's safe. That's not Donald Trump's decision. They know it's not his decision. And I'll tell you, the other lie, big lie, is the lie on race. And and both Kamala says it and Joe says it. And regardless of the fact that it's not true, they keep getting away with saying it. And don't ever expect their allies and the extension of their press office, the media mob, uh, you know, Pravda newspapers and state-run uh, broadcast channels and state-run so-called fake news. They are ca- fake news cable channels. You know, they just run propaganda for all things radical extreme socialist. It's 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 pretty remarkable. Kamala said it last night. Joe's been saying it that Donald Trump has never you know can condemn these hate groups and and the KKK and white nationalism and David Duke. Uh, And in Charlottesville, that's what motivated me to get back in the race. The only problem is in that very Charlottesville speech, Donald Trump condemned these very groups. Let's play the audio tape. Have you ever heard this president say one negative thing about white supremacists? Have you ever heard it? I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I got back in this race because what happened in Charlottesville. People coming out of the woods, carrying torches, their veins bulging. Close your eyes and remember what you saw. And a young woman gets killed resisting the hate and violence. And the president gets asked to come in. And what's he say? He says they're very fine people on both sides. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. 
You wouldn't even condemn David Duke, for God's sake. I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. From the time I'm five years old, I rejected them. I mean, they just lie. They're lying. They're hiding their radicalism. They deny what is even on their own website about the new Green Deal. Kamala Harris, I, I, listen, I mean, there was so much more that could have come up. We could use like five of these vice presidential debates, like her comparing ICE to the KKK, praising the defund the police effort. Uh, you know, I, I would love to have somebody ask Kamala the question, well, you once, you know, it was a pretty brutal takedown of Joe Biden when you said I was that little girl when you said you were a victim of Biden's anti-school integration and busing policies. That's when he partnered with the former Klansmen to stop integration of public schools because he didn't want his own kids going to schools that were, quote, his words, racial jungles. She accused Joe of coddling the reputations of segregationists, and she even went as far as to say I would I'd not be a member of the U.S. Senate if those men that Joe Biden praised had their way. I think that would have been a fair question last night. Apparently, that's why I'll never be a debate moderator. All right, as we roll along, I mean, I, I just don't, I, I, if they had more time, there was a lot more that they could have got to. I don't think Mike Pence could have done a better job. I mean, calling her out for undermining confidence in the coronavirus vaccine, uh, calling her out for court packing. I mean, that was a devastating moment, I think, in the entire campaign so far. Um, also slamming. Harris uh, on facts with fracking, calling them out on being about lying about their tax plan, uh, calling them out on spying on Donald Trump and Mike Pence in the 2016 campaign. That happened under Biden Obama's watch, uh, calling out Biden and Kamala Harris for for not lay, for not even standing by their own website for crying out loud. Um, and, you know, how the travel ban saved thousands of lives Mike Pence telling Kamala she's doing a disservice, saying that the coronavirus plans didn't work. Uh, it was, you know, if Trump tells me to take the coronavirus vaccine, I won't take it. Does anybody really care? Uh, Mike Pence, you know, literally slamming Biden on his handling or lack of handling of the swine flu. Sixty million people got that. That impacted younger people. It just was not as deadly as coronavirus. Um, Biden repealing the tax cuts, Biden wanting to raise taxes, impose the Green New Deal, ban fracking, surrender to China, repealing tariffs. Um, and then, you know, then to just watch Kamala Harris just lie. And and right on TV last night, I just came out and I said, nah, Mike told the truth. Here's what you did say about taxes. Here's what Biden said about taxes. Here's what both of you have said. You know, both of you refused to answer the court packing question. Both of you said you'd ban fracking. Then she defended the Iranian nuclear deal. I nearly fell off my chair. All right, 25 now till the uh, top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, a couple of things else have happened. I mentioned the president has responded to this unilateral decision. Neither campaign was was even consulted of this debate commission, which even Senator Lieberman has become autocratic and way too powerful. And, you know, the idea that they just unilaterally have decided uh, they're going to upend the entire format 
and make it virtual, which, of course, is, oh, let's help Joe Biden out. President responded on uh, this morning's program with Maria Bartiromo. Here's what he said. And uh, but I'm not going to do a virtual debate. So you're not. So, Mr. President, you're not going to do it because the CPD, the Commission on Presidential Debates, announcing this morning uh, that the second presidential debate will be virtual. Are you saying you're not going to participate? No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. The president's right. Now, this is how, you know, it was very interesting when Mike Pence went and said, you spied on our campaign. This happened under Joe's watch. And it did. And now we, we all know that it was concocted. The entire thing. And the CIA even briefed Barack Obama. What did Joe know and when did Joe know it? That Hillary Clinton, to distract away from the Espionage Act, 18 U.S.C. 793, with her private email server that did have top-secret classified information on it, which is a crime, only, I guess, for Republicans. Democrats are not held to the same system of justice. Uh, She concocted the whole thing, and they knew about it from the beginning. And then we find out that they knew that the source for Christopher Steele's dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for was a known Russian operative that they knew was an operative for over 10 years and that they dragged this country through hell and they're giving everybody lectures on accepting the results of an election. Now, Nancy Pelosi, we are going to be talking about the 25th Amendment tomorrow. Here's what she said. What are we talking about here? Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment, but not to take attention away from the subject we have now. Uh, okay. You got it? 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free uh, telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. Look, there's, there's so much at stake here, it's almost hard to ascertain. The idea is this. They want this election to never be about any real substance or issues. Basically, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have gone in the witness protection program. Their only goal is to talk about Donald Trump and Donald Trump's personality and to make this a referendum on, well, Donald Trump is tough. Donald Trump fights. Uh, Okay, I think I'd plead guilty to that. He fought for better trade deals. He fought for his tax cuts. He fights for his Supreme Court justices. He fought for the wall money. He fought to make, make us energy independent, fought to keep his promises, fought to get NATO to pay their fair share, uh, fought to get us out of the corrupt Paris Climate Accord deals that Joe and Kamala would do on day one. When we'd, be, we'd be paying uh, the, the most amount of money in countries like China uh, pay next to nothing. And get this, you know, developing nation status, which is ridiculous. He fought for better trade deals with Canada. Got it. Mexico. Got it. Japan. Got it. China even. And got it. Our Western European allies. And got it. Well, some people don't like us. Yeah, because they never were negotiated with before. And we just, you know, got along, went along. And and now they're even praising the new Green Deal. But the reality is. It's even on their website. 
Joe Biden lied when he said, he did, I, I'm the Democratic Party. No, you're not the Democratic Party because Bolshevik Bernie is out there as your economic advisor. And you even plagiarized pretty much every line from his economic plan. And they are supporting the new Green Deal. And Joe and Kamala, Kamala sponsored or co-sponsored it in the U.S. Senate, just like she co-sponsored Medicare for all. And Joe Biden, I mean, we never got to it, but, you know, they have no plan for health care. Well, yeah, eliminating Obamacare is a good start because millions lost their doctors, millions lost their plans and millions lost, you know, and every American's paying on average 200 percent more. Now we're going to double down on stupid and the same government that can't, you know, these same Democrats, they can't keep law and order and safety and security in Democratic run cities and blue states. They can't they can't educate our kids in spite of us spending more money per capita per student than any country in the industrialized world. And we come in 37th or 40th, depending if you're looking at reading proficiency or math proficiency. You know, how have they done with health care? Obamacare is a disaster. Now we're going to double down and we're going to we're going to have pre-K through college free education and student loan forgiveness and a guaranteed government wage and a guaranteed government vacation and a guaranteed government job and a guaranteed government health care, guaranteed government retirement, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. Well, we had some of those promises. One is called Social Security and there's no lockbox. They raided it and it's bankrupt and headed for bankruptcy. The same thing with Medicare. They, they squandered all that money. They're going to repeal the tax cuts. That means they're going to raise taxes. They're going to have open borders amnesty. We will become the United Sanctuary States of America. And what they're trying to do is just run out the clock and never answer a question. How do you how do you run for president and vice president and not tell us if your plan is to pack the U.S. Supreme Court when for over 150 years it has had nine members on the Supreme Court? Why? Because they want judicial activists. They won't answer a question about statehood. They won't even answer if their plan is to pursue an amendment to the Constitution and abolish the Electoral College. You know, as if it's not hard enough for a Republican to get in power. So now they'll have a Senate majority in perpetuity with with whatever whatever areas they turn into states. They're only doing it because they think they're going to get Democratic senators so they have more power. Packing the courts is so they have more power literally usurping the powers of the executive branch and the legislative branch, you know, wanting to rule by judicial fiat through judicial activism. Now they're talking about ending all all fracking and and ending fossil fuels. Well, how's that going to work out for the millions of Americans that have high paying career jobs in the energy sector? How's that going to play out? How much how much are we going to pay for our heating now? How much are we going to pay for a gallon of gas I mean, there have been Democrats for years that say, well, our, our gas is way too cheap. Uh, what, do you want to go back to paying four bucks a gallon? I don't. I kind of like the cheapest gas possible. One of the reasons we're able to do it is because of fracking and natural gas. One of the reasons we've reduced carbon emissions when other countries have not on our own is because of new technology, among which are the use of clean burning natural gas. And then, yeah, clean burning coal. And we've advanced all of these technologies and we've done it with something called the free market system. You know, the idea that everything is going to be free and you trust the 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 government, 
that you know, I, I maybe psychologically for some of you, it's it's comforting. Everything is going to be handled. My free education. Uh, well, how they've done with education so far? How are they doing with law and order in your liberal blue state and city? How are they doing with education? How are they doing with their Obamacare plan? How do they do with Social Security that's headed for bankruptcy and Medicare? Now you're going to trust them with more education? You're going to believe in their guaranteed wage and their guaranteed housing and their guaranteed daycare and their guaranteed government vacation and their guaranteed government healthy food and their guaranteed health care and their guaranteed retirement? Really? You trust them? And where are they going to get the, the trillions of dollars to pay for all of this? You know, estimates for Medicare for all are as high as, you know, $50 trillion. All right. Take the low end. Say it's $30 trillion. That's T with a T trillion dollars in 10 years. Or the new Green Deal. How many trillions will they ultimately spend? Because the new Green Deal by Ocasio-Cortez, you know, was over $90 trillion in 10 years. When we only take in $4 trillion, you don't need an MIT degree or a Harvard business degree to figure out the math doesn't add up here. And all of this is being hidden because and the mob and the media is so corrupt, they won't ask any questions of of any of these candidates and they're not demanding any answers. You know, does Kamala Harris not have to answer? Well, why did you join the ticket of a guy that you believed the people that accused him when you were one of the lead voices against Justice Kavanaugh? Is that a fair question? Or why did you say to him, Joe, I was that little girl, and, and Joe, I wouldn't be the member of the U.S. Senate if the men you praise, segregationists you praise, and coddled their reputations had their way. Why did you partner with the former Klansmen? You know, we, they, they always talk, lie about Donald Trump and race. He's never condemned. He's condemned repeatedly. Why does Joe not have to answer? Why did you coddle a former Klansman and... and partner with that Klansman to stop the integration of schools. And why did you say you didn't want integration? Because you didn't want your own kids going to schools that were racial jungles. Why do they have on their website, just like Kamala Harris supported the Minnesota Defense Fund that put up bail for for violent criminals? You know, why are they supporting these no bail laws? That's not a good idea. You know, is she going to be held accountable for smearing Justice Kavanaugh? Why did you co-sponsor the Green New Deal to try and run away from it? Do you still support banning plastic straws? Do you still support limits on red meat? You know, do you really believe that government's capable of Medicare for all? You really you, you want to eliminate choice and ban private health care plans? You know, why do you support sanctuary cities and states and the elimination of ICE? And why did you once compare ICE agents, police officers, to the KKK? And why did you support and praise the mayor of Los Angeles for cutting $150 million to the LAPD? How's that working out in, in, in cities across America? Why didn't either of you mention the, the violence and the mayhem that took place in, in Portland and Seattle and Los Angeles and New York and Illinois? Why didn't you say a word, Joe, when 4,000 homicides took place the eight years you were president? Just in the city of Chicago, Barack's hometown, you barely mentioned it. You barely mentioned the 20,000 people shot in that eight-year period. You know, why, Kamala, do you support, well, if Congress won't do it, uh, I believe we can use executive action and take away people's Second Amendment rights.
Uh, are we ever going to get answers? The, 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 we're 26 days out of an election. And this is the state of where we are, where they have gotten away with lies and they've gotten away with hiding. And their economic plan is a disaster. Eight years as vice president. What do we get from Biden, Obama? 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. They put 43 million more Americans in poverty. Do you know that? The lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. 95 million Americans out of the labor force. By the way, that included 18.5% of African Americans. And the worst recovery since the 40s. Unbelievable. You know, and I, and I got to tell you another thing. What, H1N1 or N1H1, as Joe calls it, 60 million Americans caught it. Even the guy Ron Klain uh, brought out by Pence last night. Yeah, said we botched every decision, every single one. Now we're going to, what, increase taxes by trillions, raise individual taxes, corporate taxes, capital gain taxes, Social Security taxes. Wow. Trillions of new spending, trillions on the new Green Deal, trillions on, on a cradle to grave, womb to the tomb society, and they want you to trust them. You trust them? You trust them? Just believe them? Unbelievable. 800-941-SEAN. Yeah, it's a tipping point election. I keep saying all hands on deck. I say every one of us is a spoke in a wheel. We'll get the government we deserve. Don't expect the mob and the media to do their job. They won't. They're all in. 99%. Democratic establishment all in. Rhino Republicans all in. The only, the only people that can stop this madness are you, the American people. You decide this election. If they have their way, they'll count in perpetuity as well. All right, a lot of ground to cover today as uh, our pollsters will join us. Matt Towery and John McLaughlin, 26 days out. You're the ultimate jury. Uh, Also, the lies about the issue of race and Donald Trump. Yes, he condemned white nationalists, the KKK, uh, extremists of all types, David Duke, you name it, over and over and over again. Leo Terrell, Herschel Walker, Herschel's son Christian, who's uh, is big, has a big presence on social media, all coming up. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. Uh, post-debate uh, reaction. Uh, we're going to check in with our pollsters in just a minute. I think a, a lot of big issues came out of last night's debate. debate. The overall arching theme is just how radical Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are. How how lacking in any specificity or transparency they're trying to run out the clock on this campaign. Now, 26 days and you are the ultimate jury. Then the outright lying about raising your taxes and fracking and other things. Uh, here are a couple of the mixed messages and contradictions that we get from both of them, in this case, on taxes and fracking. He says he's smart because he can take advantage of the tax code. And he does take advantage of the tax code. That's why I'm going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. And we're going to I'm going to eliminate those tax cuts. The truth and the fact is Joe Biden has been very clear. He will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. Appeal the Trump tax cuts. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. (laughs) I'm speaking. The important is you said the truth. Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family $2,000 in a tax break every single year. That is, Senator, that is absolutely the not true. I am not banning fracking. 
Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking. No more, no new fracking. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. But kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. So first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. Will you commit to implementing a federal ban on fracking your first day in office, adding the United States to the list of countries who have banned this devastating practice? There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yeah, and, 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 starting, and starting with what we can do on day one around public lands, right? And, um, and then there has to be legislation. But yes, and this is something I've taken on in California. I have a history of working on this issue. There's no question I am in favor of banning fracking. Joe Biden, no, no room for fracking. I'll eliminate it. No fracking. Okay. Does it get any more clear? Does it get any more contradictory? And you can add to that, oh, I'm not going to answer whether or not we're going to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. What's next? Eliminating the Electoral College. What's next? Uh, statehood so that they can pick up as many Democratic Senate seats uh, and have a, a, a majority in the Senate in perpetuity. Well, I mean, how do you act like you don't you don't have to answer a single question? Anyway, our pollsters are here to weigh in on all of this. John McLaughlin and Matt Towery are with us. Uh, welcome, both of you. Matt, let's get your take on the debate and, and more importantly, the state of this campaign with 26 days to go. Um, I think I think last night, in many ways, you wouldn't think a vice presidential debate could be a game changer, but it appears it can be. Oh, I thought it was a game changer. First of all, I thought Pence's performance in that debate was as strong a performance as I've seen since Ronald Reagan. He he had every he was hitting on every cylinder. He was able to turn issues around. He was able to come back to issues that he wanted to deal with. She was clearly rattled and frustrated. I, I watch in amazement, Sean, after these things are over, these networks where, where people are decrying, oh, well, she was very presidential, and, oh, she did a magnificent job. And then I look at the fact-checking. ABC and NBC, for example, had fact-checkers. Do you realize every fact they checked was something that had to do with the vice president? Not one thing with her. And when they would check the facts, if they couldn't make it look completely against Pence, they said, well, we're not really sure. We have a loaded Media, as we all know. Now, I want to deliver a little good news, however. I just finished polling in Florida, and it should be, I think, up on your site at some point today. The president is leading in Florida. And by the way, I don't miss. I got it right last time. I'm going to get it right this time. Trump leads 46 to 43 here in Florida, with 1% going to the libertarian and 10% undecided. Now, it's within the margin of error, but I can tell you right now, the president has taken on uh, thousands of ads down here. He's had to go into the hospital in, on COVID, and yet he's still leading in one of the bellwether states in this country. I would tell you right now, yes, sir, that debate turned things around, and the president has a great opportunity to win this election. Okay, that's 46-43, the important state of Florida, post-COVID, post-first uh, debate. Didn't include last night's debate. Uh, now, right. if you look at Newsweek, John uh, McLaughlin, uh, polls show that swing state voters, again, you, you're going by same polling methods by the same people in 2016. Right. 
But the real clear politics average in those swing states that matter, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, North Carolina and Arizona, uh, Hillary Clinton was up nearly a, a, a half point where Joe Biden is today. I don't know if you can glean anything from that. Uh, or not, but certainly the insider advantage poll that Matt just did that we posted on Hannity.com uh, is a sign of real hope. I'll tell you what, what, what about we did a poll a week ago. What was unique about that vice presidential debate was we asked likely voters with Joe Biden being 78, if he's elected president, how likely do you think Kamala Harris will be president? 67 percent to 26 they thought likely. So that was a very consequential debate last night. And the fact that Vice President Pence just dominated the debate absolutely showed that he knows the facts. And your point about the swing states, they got her on. She's, she's going to end fracking. There's so many tapes, so many videos. You showed it last night. You know, there's so many videos where she says her and Joe Biden are going to end fracking. That will kill hundreds of thousands of jobs. You'll end up paying $6 a gallon for gas. Uh, it's 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 really amazing how uh, well, well shouldn't uh, how those be turned around into ads like yesterday for the campaign uh, and shouldn't it be running in states like Ohio and states like uh, Pennsylvania? Uh, by the way, what I saw in your video last night was a major TV ad. So so it's like I I I will hope I'm I'm not a TV maker. I'm a good poll taker, but I'm not a TV maker. I would hope somebody captured those videos and has it aired up very quickly. Uh, I would have ads running in all those swing states on that very issue. Also, you know, the fact that they cut and paste on the issue as divisive as race and, uh, you know, Biden claiming he got into the 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 race because of Charlottesville. But the president very clearly stated during that very same speech where there were, quote, good people there. I'm not talking about those that are white nationalists or those that are racist. He, he said it specifically in that very speech that they keep, you know, mis, uh, uh, misrepresenting Matt Towery. Well, you know, we've talked about this for months and months. Those who listen every day when we're on, I've been saying that the cover should have been blown on the hypocrisy of the media and the hypocrisy of these moderators and the hypocrisy of, of the, the way things are being spun. I mean, over and over and earlier, it's time to get it down. We've got to let people know the media is against this man and they parse words and they lie and he has to fight Trump every time to get his message out. And so did, so did Vice President Pence. I find it amazing. That I, I mean, Drudge Report is nobody's friend anymore. They, I mean, clearly something's happened on the Drudge Report. They don't like Trump. I get it. But they did, they were good enough to have a poll up last night. Almost 70 something percent said that, that Vice President Pence won. Did you hear anything from these networks? Not at all. They will continue to parse their words so it looks like Donald Trump was a racist on Charlottesville when he is the complete opposite. He was talking about the people who, who supported the memorials and the monuments and the people who were opposed to them and saying both have good intentions in their own way. He was not talking about the people who were up there to fight, and he wasn't talking about the racists, and he denounced them. I don't know how many times he has to say it, but if the networks won't broadcast it, and if nobody sees it, they're going to keep believing these lies. Let's go to the other issue when Kamala Harris won't answer the question on, on packing the courts. Mike Pence pushes her hard, and she still won't answer. Listen. 
Thank you, and, and Senator Harris. People, Susan, are voting right now. They'd like to know if you and Joe Biden are going to pack the Supreme Court if you don't get your way in this nomination. Let's talk about packing. You once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. And, and if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court if they somehow win this election. I mean, devastating that she refuses to answer. John. Well, I tell you what, because they know the majority of voters are against packing the courts. They favor a check and balance system. And, they, and in fact, what we asked in that same poll that we did a week ago, if, if they were to control Congress and win the presidency, there'd be no one there to stop them. And two-thirds of the American public said yes. So no one likes what they're doing, and they're just trying to hide it, and they're being dishonest liberals, which is worse than being an honest liberal. So, uh, so, so you know, and what's at stake, by the way, when you talked about the earlier, the swing states, like four years ago, deja vu all over again. Four years ago, there were 171 toss-up swing states at this time, which was more than 300 electoral votes up for grabs, including what President Trump has. And that's how we won last time. There's 187 swing states that are toss-ups on the real clear politics average right now. So they're afraid of losing these swing states if people really know where Harris Can they get through the next 26 days and not answer the question about packing the court, about ending the filibuster, about statehood for D.C., Puerto Rico, and even abolishing the Electoral College? Can they, can they actually get through this entire campaign without answering that? Well, I bet you well, my answer is... <laughs> go ahead. So go ahead, Matt. Well, my answer is very simple. They can get away with it unless we use ads to force them to do it, because the media is not going to make them do it. That I agree with, John. I agree with Matt because I'll bet you a dinner, that, and you probably won't take this bet, but I'll bet you a dinner that if Joe Biden were to debate again because he's trying to get out of it and the commission is helping him because they want it virtual, but if he were to debate again, I will bet you that no moderator will ask about Hunter Biden between now and the election. So if you don't ask about Hunter Biden, they're not going to ask about court packing. They're not going to ask about uh, stacking the Senate and changing uh, change, you know, bringing in statehood to bring in Democrat senators for D.C. and other places. So, so I, you know, I mean, they're trying to get away without answering the questions because if they get exposed, they're going to lose. Uh, all right. So the state of the race is we're going to not get an answer on packing the court. We're not going to get an answer on ending the filibuster. We're not going to get an answer on statehood. Uh, for the likes of D.C. and elsewhere, we're not going to get an answer on whether they'd want to abolish the Electoral College, and, and they can run on that and not answer those questions? Are you both saying that? Why do you think the Election Commission came out today and said they want a virtual debate? Because they want, they, they're trying to set it up so that, so that Joe Biden can back out. He doesn't want to debate. He doesn't want to answer those questions. And they don't want to answer how they're going to raise taxes on 82% of all Americans when, they, when they're repealing the Trump tax cut by cutting the child tax credit in half and raising income tax rates on everybody. Well, that sounds to me like those are all new ads that they can make. Uh, I mean, I've never seen any candidate or any party not have to answer even 100 questions in the course of a campaign. That's, that's what they've gotten away with so far, Matt Towery. Well, there ought to be like 15-second ads, which you can buy those, that just say, here's a question that needs to be answered. I mean, it's time that we have no dialogue in this presidential election. They have been rope-a-doping 
this thing for months. The guy was able to stay at home. Everybody gave him a pass on that. Now he goes to a couple of places a week, maybe. Everybody gives him a pass on that. Nobody even sees his vice presidential candidate because she's not likable. That's the pro- Here's the problem with last night. She's not likable. And, and they're trying to pretend like she is. She looked like she was about to just jump out of her skin last night during this debate. So they, they're hiding everything. They're not answering anything. And they think that they can just creep by and get through these last, this last few weeks and win an election having rope-a-dope all the way through it. It's up to a campaign, and it's up to the various groups that are supporting that campaign to ask these questions and force these issues. We should have been doing it three months ago. But now is the time to do it because this race is not lost. I want to say one last thing, Sean. A lot of our people are dragging around right now because they see these ridiculously outrageous new polls that show Trump down at 39 and 41. Let me tell you something, folks, and John will tell you, too. That's not the case. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Donald Trump is poised to win this thing, but he can't do it alone. He's got to have a campaign that will get out there and get the message out. All right. Good uh, analysis, both of you. John McLaughlin, Matt Towery. Matt's uh, new poll, we put that up on Hannity.com, Insider Advantage in Florida. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. Leo Terrell, Herschel Walker. And by the way, Herschel's son, Christian, will all join us, all coming up. uh, And much, much more as we continue on this busy, busy news Thursday on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. 25 till the top of the hour. Let me go back to something I mentioned earlier in the program. And by the way, Joe Lieberman has called the debate commission's virtual debate decision unacceptable. He's right. It's a unilateral decision. He said it's unacceptable. And the commission on debates has become too powerful, too autocratic, he said. Uh, And he said that it was surprising the debate commission announced the second presidential debate would be virtual without even consulting with either campaign. And he said that generally is unacceptable. And the commission should have at least had a discussion with the campaigns. And he said, but just to decide, that's not the right way to do it. Now, we have, you know, I want you to think about what I'm about to say here, what I'm about to play for you and uh, through this prism. Nancy Pelosi goes out there. We are going to be talking about the 25th Amendment tomorrow. OK, so let me see. So she doesn't really care about anything but cheap political points. The president seems like he's in the best health in his life. We saw him yesterday when he put the videotape out talking about Regeneron and Eli Whitney and and what a great therapeutic that it's uh, that it's been for him and his diagnosis now a week of COVID-19 and the first ladies. Uh, He wants to make it free and available to every American. You should have the same exact treatment as your president has. But now what does Nancy Pelosi want to do? She doesn't seem to care about the great therapeutics. Is there any praise that we're, you know, sort of like Mike Pence, you know, literally schooling Kamala Harris and saying, uh, can you please stop talking down the great medical advancement on vaccines we've made? Uh, because you're not helping. Don't politicize it. It was pretty powerful. But I noticed that Nancy doesn't care about getting a covid relief bill done. Donald Trump said he'll do the parts that he agrees with, but he's not going to go for the whole package when she wants trillions of dollars. Just like she knew impeachment was a joke, 
you know, she's still playing politics, you know, and, and the president right away said, I'm not going to waste my time with a virtual debate. That's Joe Biden. That, that's to help Joe Biden out. He's right. And Nancy Plow, well, we're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment. OK, the president's not even sick and hasn't had a fever in five days. Listen in. And uh, but I'm not going to so, do a virtual debate. So you're not. So, Mr. President, you're not going to do it because the CPD, the Commission on Presidential Debates, announcing this morning uh, that the second presidential debate will be virtual. Are you saying you're not going to participate? No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating is all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. What are we talking about here? Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment, but not to take attention away from the subject we have now. I mean, pretty unbelievable. I, I, you look flabbergasted at that statement. I'm not flabbergasted. And I was glad Mike Pence talked about, oh, you care about election results and accepting the results of the election. And what have we learned? We learned that Hillary Clinton concocted this whole Russia narrative that then President Obama was briefed on it by the CIA. And then still the likes of of Comey and Strzok and everybody else advanced a phony narrative. And Democrats lied for four years. The media mob lied for four years. They dragged the country through hell for four years. And we're going to get lectures for that from them on accepting the results of an election. And meanwhile, they're the ones in court every day trying to change the, the election rules just weeks before the the actual election day is coming and extending out days in which they're going to be counting the votes. Well, we ever going to we ever going to get an answer that way? It's unbelievable. All right, let's get to our busy phones. Uh, let's say hi to Kathy in an important swing state. It's called the state of Michigan. Kathy, how are you? Glad you ca- uh, called. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks, Sean, for taking my call. I appreciate it. What's on Just, your mind uh, today? A couple, cu- couple quick things, the debate. Um, I think uh, Vice President Pence knocked it out of the park. And I think uh, Harris just came across as being incredibly smug. Um, I'm just so dis- disappointed. Um, I just thought she'd come off a little bit better. Not that I'm going to vote for him, but I was really hoping that the Democrats would have a better showing. But um, why were you hoping they'd have a better showing? Well, I, it's, I would like this to be about substance and policies and where the future of our country is going. And that's what I want people to see and understand and to hear the differences, to know who they're voting for and what they're voting for. And that kind of brings me to my second comment. You know, you talk about all hands on deck. I've been a member of the lesbian and gay community all my life, and we've been told from day one that we have to vote Democrat because the Republicans and the right don't care about us and they don't care about our rights. And I'm telling everybody out there it's not true you can it's be not true and lesbian community it's not true of course it's not true there's nothing there's there's nothing that's going to happen to our rights but what i can tell you that's important is our military and our retirement funds and taxes and if you are voting for joe biden and you're a member of the gay and lesbian community and you're only doing it because you hate trump then you're doing exactly what has been done to us over the years. You know, I, I, I just I know too many people in Donald Trump's circle and they're as close and that are gay and lesbian and are as close to him as everybody else in his life. So I know that about him. I, I don't know any conservative that supports the government in anybody's business at all. I mean, I, I certainly 
and, and and by the way, there's been for some I've over the 30 years I've been in radio. I, I will tell you, I, I lean so libertarian and developed a libertarian leaning. I want every American to be happy. I want every human being to be happy. You know, I love when the president ends his rallies with one glorious nation under God, one united family. You know, there there are so many things that should unite us. You know, getting involved in people's personal lives is not one of them. You know, we believe in liberty. We believe in freedom. We believe in limited government. You know, we believe in personal responsibility in, in life. Um, and, and, and even the whole Roe v. Wade argument that people are making, they act like, well, that'll eliminate all abortion. No, it wouldn't. It would actually send no. the issue back to the states. Do you think California? New, I don't think there's a state in the union that would outlaw b- abortion, frankly. Do you? I do not. I do not. Now, there might be different restrictions, but states like, well, Governor Northam's state, I guess, you know, first of all, allow the baby to be born and make the baby comfortable, then let the mother decide. So we know where the Commonwealth of Virginia is pretty extreme to me. Late term abortions. I think I I, I think we we can kind of even my pro choice friends, they say three months and, and make up your mind. Um, at some point when a child becomes viable on its own outside the womb, that is then a human life and taking it would be infanticide. I think most reasonable people see that, but apparently not Governor Northam, right? Exactly. You know, I just think it's so important for the gay and lesbian community. There are so many votes out there to be had, and we have an opportunity to be a part of the future of this country. And I don't want people to waste it being ignorant and uneducated know why they're voting for their candidate. I think that's great advice for everybody. I really do. Kathy, I'm so glad you called. Thank you for joining us. Call back anytime. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free number. South Carolina, Sean is standing by. I see all this money is pouring in against uh, Lindsey Graham from the likes of Rosie O'Donnell, Barbara Streisand, all of Hollywood. Uh, They're like throwing $100 million dollars. Uh, against Lindsey Graham. Is that going to impact the people, the voters, the, the the residents of South Carolina, Sean, in your view? No, sir, I don't think so. I, I think Lindsey's doing a great job. He's actually got our back down here. And he's going to go far, and his competitor that he's up against, he's just not as strong. He's too liberal for South Carolina. So I don't think you'll have any problems down here with, uh, with getting Lindsey Graham back in there. Listen, $100 million can do a lot of damage, and a lot of lies can be told in a lot of campaign ads. And I think I think Ted Cruz was a victim of that with Bozo. I mean, Beto O'Rourke spent $100 million against Senator Ted Cruz, made that race a lot closer than it would otherwise be. Um, but I don't think South Carolinians are going to like people f- from uh, New York and Hollywood telling them how to vote. No, we're not that way down here. We, uh, we think for ourselves, and we always have. Well, uh, I think it's important people understand what's going on, though, because that's a lot of money. Yes, sir. It is a lot of money. But uh, like I said, I think uh, I think you're going to see uh, a South Carolina, Lindsey Graham, is uh, going to get reelected. You're going to see uh, a strong showing from uh, down here. President Trump's going to get elected. And I just have a question for you about early voting, if uh, you don't mind. Yes, sir. Uh, the question I have is uh, we see a lot of stuff on TV about when, when does your vote really count? And what I mean when I say that is... When I go into on election day and punch my ticket, I know it counts that day. And you're always saying that at nine o'clock you want to see that President uh, Trump has been reelected the 45th president of the United States. So 
so the question I have is, if a person goes in and does early voting, when does that actually count? So if you actually go in and do early electronic voting, because there's a lot of that going on in a lot of states right now, does that count the night of in that tally? Or does it count later on, like absentee ballots? It's, usually, it, um, I, I can't even give you a straight answer. And you want to know why? Because every state is different. I mean, well, it is it is the most bizarre thing. I mean, out in California, Kevin McCarthy is telling me they may now allow vote counting up to 18 days after the election. A lot of states now have been in the process of changing their election laws. You know, this this is extraordinarily dangerous. Now, if they're only doing it for one reason, in the hopes that somehow they gain an advantage in doing so. Um, but to me, maybe I'm just old fashioned. I don't have a problem of people, you know, send in a request for an absentee ballot. Uh, I don't care if, if a state wants to have early voting. I would make it in person myself. Uh, and I would make sure that they show an ID and that their signature matches. I, I can tell you every time I've ever voted, which is every election year, I don't think I, I might have missed one in my life. I don't remember. But I try to vote every time. And they I have a signature. And <laughs> by the way, it's a lot different than what from years ago. It's different than what it is today because I write faster. Uh, but, you know, they match my signature. They look at my license to get into the Democratic National Convention when we used to have them, not this election year, but before this, um, you know, I, I'd have to have a picture ID to get inside the Democratic National Convention. Now they're talking about no IDs, no matching of signatures. Anybody can hand in ballots, as many ballots as they want. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, a thousand convictions on vote fraud in just the last few years tells me that people cheat and we've got to assume that they'll cheat. How many more instances do we need to bring up? I've 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 gone through chapter and verse on this program on this. So I wish I could give you an answer. Sean, I'm sorry. I can't give you a straight answer. Well, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because I actually called the South Carolina Board of Elections and I asked the same question I'm posing to you. And that's why I called you. Because their answer was, oh, they all get counted. I said, well, when do they get counted? Oh, they all get counted. That's all I could get out of them. My point exactly. And, and let me tell you, that is, this should be very alarming to everybody. You know, especially because the last election, and let's use Florida in 2000, what, 526 or 7 votes was the difference in the state of Florida. Pimpled, dimpled, hanging, swinging, perforated, chads. And and that went on through December. I mean, it's scary because there's so much at stake in this election. And we have a history of people that do cheat. Anyway, thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. All right, let's get back to our busy phones. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Uh, Frank in California. What's up, Frank? How do you like paying all those high taxes in your ever-closed state of California? Even Disney can't open out there, I hear. Uh, it's it's horrible. Uh, you know, I'm an East Coast transplant, but I've been out here long enough to see the change in the state. And I would just say to everybody, I know you're just speaking with that lady out of Michigan by the name of Kathy. You know, all these swing states, those are the important ones. Those are the ones that we need to convince. Have them research California and the way it's changed, because I know you live in that same type of situation in New York, but California is it's. Just, I hope it doesn't infect the rest of the country is what I'm going to say. Um, the second thing I was asking your screener was, what can we do? You know, like give us uh, some type of direction because this is very important. I think I 
don't stand alone with this. I think it's the most important election that we've had in uh, maybe forever. So I'm trying to get some direction here on what I can do to help. Well, look, I would say to you, the best thing you can do. Look, I don't think the president has a shot in California. I don't. But I do think the best thing that you can do is just tell people and, and what is at stake here. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to your coworkers. Talk to everybody. That's my advice. And take it seriously, because if you sit this one out, you know, we, you're going to get the America that, that becomes a nightmare. That's my view. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right. News uh, Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I keep pointing out that uh, a lot of lies were told in the debate last night, not the least of which is, uh, well, the, the one about... Uh, fracking, which is just so obvious, uh, they won't answer the question on packing the courts or any other important constitutional questions. Uh, both Joe and Kamala Harris keep lying about the president and the issue of race. Both of them keep repeating the lie that D- Donald Trump has has never condemned white nationalists, racists, the KKK, David Duke. Uh, it's supposedly, Joe would like you to believe that the president's comments on Charlottesville is the reason that he got into this race in the first place. But in that very speech, uh, he condemned all of these groups. And we've got the audio tape. Let's play it all. Have you ever heard this president say one negative thing about white supremacists? Have you ever heard it? I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I got back in this race because of what happened in Charlottesville. People coming out of the woods carrying torches, their veins bulging. Close your eyes and remember what you saw. And a young woman gets killed resisting the hate and violence. And the president gets asked to come in and what's he say? He says they're very fine people on both sides. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. You wouldn't even condemn David Duke, for God's sake. I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. From the time I'm five years old, I rejected them. The president clearly say in the Charlottesville speech that, uh, and I'm not talking about neo-Nazis and white nationalists because they need to be condemned. But yet they keep repeating the big lie, just like the big lie on fracking, just like they are lying to us and won't be transparent on important issues like packing the court, ending the legislative filibuster, eliminating the Electoral College, statehood for D.C. and elsewhere. Anyway, here to sort it all out, Leo 2.0, at the Leo Terrell on Twitter, Herschel Walker, former NFL player with the Vikings, the Eagles, the Giants. Uh, and now also we're joined by Herschel's son, uh, Christian Walker, who's all over social media. He's become an, an icon on social media. Uh, Christian, welcome you to the program, and I bet you're proud of your dad as uh, one of the greatest football players ever. I'm super proud, but I'm happy we get to serve in bringing truth to American citizens. It, it, yeah, it's, it's needed desperately. Uh, why don't we start with you? So, you know, when somebody condemns, rightly so, neo-Nazis and white nationalists and the Ku Klux Klan and David Duke And then you have people repeatedly saying that you've never heard Donald Trump condemn these groups or these people. And yet he's done it repeatedly. 
I don't know. How do you counter a lie as blatant as that? Your thoughts, Christian? I really think it just shows that this is the only uh, platform the Democrats have to run on. Their policies are so radical that all they ha- all they can do is lie to American citizens and pretend that President Trump is a white supremacist. He's disavowed the KKK plenty of times. And honestly, as a black American, I'm more concerned with BLM terrorism than I am with white supremacy. White supremacy is not an issue we have in the country. We do have an issue with domestic terrorism from BLM. Yeah, uh, let's go to you, Leo Terrell. You know something, I know this infuriates you. Um, and by the way, Leo told me he voted early uh, voting. He just did it today. And for the first time in your adult life, he voted for a Republican. Is that true? I am so happy, Sean. I voted for Donald J. Trump. I tweeted it out. I showed my ballot. I said, no, no, no. I'm by the way, you, you can't do that. <laughs> Take that tweet down. You got to listen to me. Don't put that up. I did that what? once. and I got in a lot of trouble. They were trying to arrest me over it. Oh, please. And I said that I kept my word, which I said on the Sean Hannity show. I'm voting for Trump. I voted for Donald Trump. I mailed it off. First time ever voting Republican. But let me tell you, Sean, I want to echo what Christian said. I'm glad to be on the air with Herschel Walker, great football player, great man in general, is that the, the reason why the Democrats are lying about Donald Trump, and by the way, he was in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, and he told an audience that he has identified the KKK as a domestic terrorist group. So there's plenty of audio and video of this man condemning racism. I'm telling you the only reason why the Democrats are worried, because they got people like Herschel Walker, his son, Leo Trell, we're leaving the Democratic plantation, and they know that they're in trouble. If they don't have the Democratic base, if if, if there's a couple of extra percentage points that go up a little bit higher, they will lose those battleground states. Kamala Harris was a disaster last night. She was the ultimate liar on every issue. And it just seems to me that the American public, the information's out there. You see it. They're lying. You need to vote Republican, period. End of story. You know, I, I, I listen to all of this, Herschel, and I, I, I don't think there's anything worse you can call somebody than a racist. And they say well, it again not. and again. And if you notice, even last night uh, with uh, Senator Harris, she brought racism back around when they talked about stacking the court. And that's what yeah. shows you that they want to keep people very emotional. When they talked about stacking the court, the thing she came back with is uh, he didn't even elect a black person. Uh, and you go, why, why are you even talking about that? And I think they want to keep people emotional and go to the voting booth to vote emotional. And I think, Leo, I want to say I'm a big fan of yours as well. And Christian been having to educate me as well that, you know, one of the things that we got to do as African-Americans is quit voting emotional and go out and vote what's right. Right now, the right thing to do is to vote for Donald J. Trump. The reason why is he's done more for African-Americans than most than the last four presidents put together. And that's what that's what's sad. And he didn't do it for a vote. He did it because it was the right thing to do. This didn't come up last night, and I, I hoped it would. Um, when, when Kamala Harris was debating Joe Biden, she, she went into this long attack against Joe Biden. I was that little girl saying she was a, a victim of Biden's anti-school integration and busing policies. Uh, she accused Joe rightly of coddling the reputations of segregationists. Robert K. Uh, Byrd, the former Klansman, uh, among them, she said, I would not be a member of the U.S. Senate if those men he praised had their way. Um, 
I, the, to me, the idea that and now she joins the ticket as soon as she's asked to join the ticket, Christian, in, in so many ways, and her answer on a late night show was, well, it was only a debate, um, makes me think, OK, where are your core values and principles here? Because if you really thought that that's who this man was, as you said he was, why would you be on the ticket with him? And I think that's why a lot of American citizens see right through Kamala and don't like her, because her record shows that she uh, just kind of says whatever she thinks people want to hear. She's not an honest human. She's a typical lying politician, whereas Mike Pence and Donald Trump are super connected with the American people and are honest and see the issues that need to be fixed within the country. She's nothing more than a typical Democrat politician who lies and really doesn't stand on a firm platform. Well, I mean, I think all of that's true, Leo. Uh, You know, if you really believe those things about Joe Biden that she accused him in in a public debate of, why would she join the ticket? Oh, Sean, this woman just loves power. I know her. She's here from California. She talked about her district attorney's record and AG record. Mike Pence destroyed her. There wasn't enough time for Mike Pence to go over her entire record. Remember, there was two ambush officers in California who were ambushed. Have she visited them? No. She went to go visit Jacob Blake's family. Kamala Harris has no values, no morals, no scruples. She wants one thing, power. And she will reverse herself and now consider Joe Biden racist-free, when she called him a racist a year ago, because she wants the power. And I'm going to tell you right now, Sean, the biggest thing that scared me about her, watching her last night, she's unqualified. She's unfit. She's, she doesn't even have any moral compass. And that's the biggest reason to vote for Donald Trump. Before I decided to vote for Donald Trump, I wrote two months earlier. If Kamala Harris is on that ticket, I'm not voting Democrat. She's a danger to America. You take Herschel. Well, you know, uh, I think Leo is correct by what he's saying, and, uh, and I like what Christian said as well. But, you know, you think about this right here, and Leo said it. When she went to visit Jacob Blake, remember how she said she believed the woman when they had a sexual thing against Joe Biden? Well, why would you go visit Jacob Blake except to make people angry? Because, you know, there are two sides to the story. You know, she was a prosecutor, and one thing about it is she knows more she should know better than anyone. You don't just take one side without hearing the other side. Well, she's taking uh, every side against the police because that's what Black Lives Matter was doing. That's what the people that's out there rioting was doing. She even mentioned last night that she was uh, peaceful protesting as well. Well, all the peaceful protests I've seen have been tearing buildings down, tearing things up. <laughs> she also was paying to get people out of jail. And at the same time, you had her running mate say that he, uh, an idea, is Antifa. So his idea is what she was paying to get out of jail, and that's kind of interesting because she has the bail to get him out of jail, and he got the idea to put him in. So that's a very interesting uh, situation. You know, it's pretty unbelievable and pretty remarkable to me. You know, it's one of the things that I think, uh, Christian, that Donald Trump can do is say we broke and shattered every record low unemployment for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. We did criminal justice reform. You were there 47 years, Joe. Why didn't you do it? We did police reform. Why didn't you do that? We did Opportunity Zones, Joe. Why didn't you do it in 47 years? We, we committed more money for the greatest, long, the longest period of time for historically black colleges than you ever did in 47 years. Why didn't you get it done in 47 years, Joe? What have you done? 
And I think another thing is, yes, President Trump signed the First Step Act. Yes, two weeks ago, he rolled out the platinum plan, his plan for black America for the next four years. But most importantly, it's really important for black Americans to understand that Republicans typically don't require the black vote to win. Yet President Trump does this because he genuinely and honestly cares for black Americans. He genuinely and honestly cares about women. That's why a lot of people in his administration are women. He uh, follows through with actions where Democrats just have the same talking points every four years and never wind up following through. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, Leo 2.0, I watch this and it breaks my heart to see that, you know, all of this hypocrisy and it's every two years and it's every four years the Democratic Party plays this. But I'll tell you what, I'll let you answer that on the other side of this. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I think Herschel and Leo, you could probably appreciate that Christian knows more about earbuds than all three of us combined. Am I right on that, Christian? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And as we continue at the Leo Terrell, Herschel Walker, his son Christian Walker, uh, who's making a big presence on social media. Uh, thank you all for being with us. But, Leo, let's go. It's every two years, every four years. Republicans are racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. They want dirty air and water. Uh, they want grandma and grandpa to eat dog food and cat food before some mean Republican uh, takes granny in a wheelchair and throws her over a cliff and kills her. That's pretty much every two, four years. Am I wrong? Oh, I, you know, you're 100 percent right. And I, I want to echo what Christian and what Herschel said. Christian said, and it's true, Sean, that the Republicans, other than Donald Trump, he has reached out to black American and women. More than any other Republican president. Sean, I was on your program with the uh, RNC convention. That was a rainbow of all Americans talking about the benefits of being a Republican. Herschel was on. So it's a situation that we have to, as Republicans, get the message out, not just at campaign time, but 365 every day of the year. And then going back to what Herschel says, the Democrats are only in place right now because they play the emotional game. We're talking about facts. We're talking about what Trump has accomplished. And when we talk about facts, the Democrats lose. But what Herschel said is true. They play on emotion. They say the race card, throwing granny over the cliff. They make they 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 try to plead to people's emotion. We gotta prove that facts are important. And Mike Pence said, You're entitled to your opinion, Kamala, but you're not entitled to the facts. The facts are on the side of the Republicans. Your take, Herschel. Well, Leo is correct. And, you know, that's one thing right now, even with this uh, pandemic going on. You know, I don't know whether China meant to do it or wasn't an accident, but that's all they've been playing on is the 210,000 people that die from coronavirus, which is very, very serious. No one should lose a life. But at the same time, we shouldn't shut down this this country. You know, one thing that we got to do is we got to learn to work with it. You know, Joe Biden keep talking about the science where there are different science that says different things. There are different doctors that says different things. But right now to say that we're going to shut everything down, we're going to take everything away from it. We're taking and I said, that's the reason when people go to vote, you're voting for more than just voting for the president of the United States. You're voting for a country meaning you're voting to see if you want to have a religion. You're voting to see if you want to have freedom of speech. You're voting to see if you just want to have a country to be able to raise your kids and your grandkids in. Because I do feel that if you vote Democratic this time around, you're going to lose America because they don't, they don't stand for American values, and that's what's sad. And I want the African-American people to realize that if you vote Democratic this year, you're going to lose a lot of things a lot of our ancestors fought for us to have. And I think that's what would be very, very sad. 
All right. Thank you, Leo 2.0. Herschel Walker, uh, Herschel's son, Christian, joining us for the first time. Hope you'll come back. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, quick break right back. We'll hit the phones next as we continue. Senator Harris, you're, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. You yourself said on multiple occasions when you were running for president that you would ban fracking. Joe Biden looked at a supporter in the eye and pointed and said, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will abolish fossil fuels. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking. No more, no new fracking. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in the Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. So, first of all, I will repeat, and the American people know, that Joe Biden will not ban fracking. That is a fact. Will you commit to implementing a federal ban on fracking your first day in office, adding the United States to the list of countries who have banned this devastating practice? There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yeah. All right. Could it be any more clear how dishonest uh, this Biden-Harris ticket is? Do you really think that America, we, we don't deserve an answer on court packing? or adding additional states or granting statehood to the likes of D.C. and elsewhere? You don't think we need an answer as whether or not they'd support a constitutional amendment on the Electoral College? I mean, are we not now at a point where there has to be some level of honesty and transparency, you know, denying their very own Biden-Bernie manifesto for crying out loud? Denying their very stated positions, lying about important issues like race, ignoring important issues like law and order and security and safety. You know, literally, literally just just steadfastly refusing to be honest in any way. And in 26 days and some people are voting now, you know, we will decide the future of this country. This is the tipping point. That I've been discussing. This, this is the live free or die scenario that I talked about in my book. I thought it would be bad. I didn't even know it would be this bad. But it doesn't get any worse than this. By the way, I think the president's joining us on Hannity tonight at 9. I know he's doing a town hall, I think, for the full three hours on Russia's show tomorrow, which is amazing. Um, and looking forward to that. Um, I promise we're going to get some calls in. We will do that now. North Carolina, very, very critical, important state. Uh, You've got a Democratic senatorial candidate. Apparently, he's had numerous affairs, according to the reports. And and how's that race going? Uh, Druvin is with us. Druvin, how are you? Good, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. What's going on down there? Uh, You know, Yeah, I see a lot of these polls that are showing, you know, Biden up by these ridiculous numbers. But uh, the voter registration stats coming out of all of these swing states don't paint that kind of picture. So uh, especially in North Carolina, uh, the Republicans have gained 85,000 registered voters, while the Democrats have lost nearly 160,000 voters since the 2016 election. And I can tell you, just based off, you know, where I live, you know, in the heart of North Carolina, people do not 
like Joe Biden here, and they definitely don't like our governor who's uh, locked down the state for all these months. You know, and it's the same in all these other states. You know, Wisconsin, the Republicans gained 50,000 uh, new voters while the Democrats lost 20,000. Uh, Pennsylvania, 125,000 new Republican voters, and the Democrats lost 70,000. And then Florida is the best of them all, I think. The Republicans have closed down the gap to less than 150,000, which I think they haven't done that since the 80s. So, you know, I just don't see where these uh, massive uh, gaps in the polls are coming from. You know, I I definitely think. Listen, I I, I just urge everybody. I I I've had Matt Towery and John McLaughlin on earlier in the program today, and we went over the polls, and we went over Matt's poll uh, down in Florida, where he has Trump up by three. Look, it's always very hard. I'm trying to put as much emphasis on this as I possibly can. It is very, very, very hard. For Republicans, when you start out without the 55 electoral votes in California, you start out with no shot in the state of Washington, no shot in the state of Oregon, no shot in the state of Illinois, no shot in the state of New York, no shot in the state of New Jersey. I mean, you are at a decided disadvantage. You know, now we've got candidates that won't even admit that their plan is to pack this U.S. Supreme Court, which has not been done. And by the way, as I pointed out earlier, uh, National Review put out a good piece. Uh, Honest Abe was honest. Uh, Kamala Harris was not honest on her Honest Abe analogy. But putting all of that aside, if if for Donald Trump to win, he's got to win Florida. He's got to win your state of North Carolina. It's a must-win state, as is Georgia, as is Ohio, as is Arizona. For the most part, is a must-win. And and then he's got to win Iowa. And then he's got to pick off and win a tough state for any Republican to win, like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. Maybe Minnesota will be in play. Maybe Nevada, New Mexico can be put in play. Uh, the second congressional district of Nebraska is critical. The second congressional district in Maine is critical. New Hampshire can be in play. And it couldn't be more clear. They are not honest. They are not transparent. And they are hiding their radicalism. And then they deny their very own agenda that's on their own website. It is, uh, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. And this has been my passion for four decades politics i don't know why it is but i've never seen anything like this and the danger is real so my analogy is this if and i use the football analogy and the only one in the country that doesn't understand it is linda it's it's you're down by six it's two minutes left in the game you have no timeouts you're on your own 20 you got to march down that field 80 yards cross the plane and kick the extra point if you want to win If you have that kind of urgency, and everybody listening to my voice has that kind of urgency, we will win on November 3rd. If you don't, you are putting the country in peril. Their stated agenda will destroy free market capitalism. It will reverse this economy and send it into a spiral, the likes of which we've not seen since the Great Depression. Their foreign policy is chilling. Their stated power grabs of statehood and and packing the courts 
and and everything else is just beyond the pale. Um, but you have the power, ultimately. I mean, do, I hope you can hear Druven in my voice. I'm only one vote. I'm only one voice. I say all hands on deck. I'm not kidding here. It's every we're all a spoke in this wheel. And the wheel that we've got to preserve, as Reagan said, you know, freedom is but one generation away from extinction. Those are not words. That is a reality. And it must be protected and preserved by each subsequent generation. This is our moment, my view. You get the last word. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, you know, I, I'll be voting in person. You know, I'm not letting any of these uh, shenanigans uh, affect my vote. I'll be voting in person on Election Day. And I hope to see uh, Trump become our president for a second time. Uh, Sean, can I, I jump so. in for a minute? Because Druvin actually had another really interesting point, didn't you, Druvin? Okay. Yep. Why don't you uh, talk I about it? the call. You just talked to him before he came on. Well, I end. like what he has to say, and he's just not getting to it. So I would love it if you got to All it right, so we can hear about it. it. Druvin, what's your other point? Yeah. Uh, so I, I also had a couple of reasons why we're going to win again, because... And it's going to be the Democrats shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, These lockdown states, you know, coincidentally, they're all swing states. And the one thing uh, that Democrats have done very well in past elections is uh, aggregate the student vote. With all of these universities closed down, you know, they don't have that anymore. That's going to be a huge shortfall when it comes to some of these bigger states. Yeah, that wasn't it, Drew. Drew, I wanted you to talk about the comment that you made that the media had to focus on Pence's eye and a fly because ah, he kicked. One. Yeah, remember that one? That was yeah, the, the good yeah, one. Yeah, the two yeah. minutes and then five seconds of the fly. I mean, good grief. That's where their yeah. focus is on. You know, they they know that they got that Pence completely wiped the floor with her. But, you know, they, they'll focus on stuff like that to distract the American people. But I think, you know, based off of these media favorability polls, you know, people are starting to wake up. People know that they're lying to us blatantly. So, you know, I think people are waking up and I think Trump's right. going to wipe the floor with Biden. Druvin, let's see. Time will tell. All right. We got two callers in Florida. Let's go to them both. Dan in Florida, uh, Ernie in Florida. Oh, boy, do we need Florida in 26 short days. How are you guys doing? Dan, we'll start with you. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for everything you're doing. It's uh, it's an honor to talk to you today. Thank you. Um, I think uh, the vice president did an absolutely amazing job last night. Um, it wasn't boring at all. It was very much to the point. Uh, I, I do think he missed an opportunity, though, and it's something we can all start talking about now. Uh, that is during the Democrat presidential primaries. On the debate stage, Kamala Harris was standing next to Joe Biden and blatantly and openly called him a racist and went on to describe why he was a racist, uh, why he wasn't fit to be the president. And uh, after she received her Zoom call, all of a sudden last night she's talking about him like he's a saint. So my question is, was she lying then or was she lying now? Listen, it is pretty spectacular. I I was asking Leo and uh, Herschel and Christian about this earlier here. I mean, when she said, I was that little girl... In other words, you know, Joe Biden teamed up with the former Klansman to stop the integration of schools. And he did say why? Because he didn't want his kids going to schools that were racial jungles. Uh, She did say I wouldn't be a member of the U.S. Senate 
if the men that Joe Biden praised had their way. And she accused Joe of coddling the reputations of segregationists like, you know, Robert Byrd, my great friend and mentor. Um, I, you know, it would have been a good question. Um, why Mike Pence didn't bring it up? You want to know the truth? I think I think Mike is just so decent that it's just it, it's it's something he probably didn't want to go to. Um, Agreed. Because that you know, in debates, you know, some some arguments he would argue it's low hanging fruit. You know, that would have been harsh and hard. I bet Mike just made a decision that that's the America that speaks for itself. That's my take. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Well, we need to just keep talking about it so that uh, everybody hears it. Yeah. All right, Dan. Ernie, uh, say hi to your neighbor, Dan. Uh, you're next. Hey, Dan. How are you? Sean, thank you for taking my call. Um, thank you for all you do. Um, thank you. Just calling because I'm getting really tired of the whole, uh, it happened last night again, where Kamala Harris tried to blame Trump for um, bashing our military people. I was in, I used to work in New York City at 55 Water Street in the Friends of the Vietnam Vets, I was invited to a last-minute event, and Donald Trump was actually the honoree in 2008. And, um, you know, he, he spoke so eloquently and so passionate about the, uh, you know, how the Vietnam Vets were treated and how we need to improve our, you know, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he, he also donated a million dollars of his own money to uh, to fund that monument. So, I mean, all he had to do was look that up, and he was part of it. I believe he was part also a co-chair in 1989 to raise up to $3 million for not only the monument, for some support groups. So I, I don't know where they're coming Look, up with this. Let uh, me tell you something. That's you just know. a liberal talking point. Just like they say, he's never condemned racism. Yeah, he's condemned it a million times. Uh, so, yeah. you know, that's not true either. He and, and I thought Mike Pence said it right. He reveres the military. Because I know, Absolutely. because I've been around him and the military. I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh, anyway, Dan, Ernie, thank you both. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News, full, complete debate analysis, all the lies told by Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, the debate commission debacle, and much, much more. Carl Rove, the great one, Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, Congressman Matt Gates. We also have Aaron Perrine is with us, and Dr. Ben Carson, Marsha Blackburn, and... Julio Rosas is going to join us. 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity, Fox News, normal time, 9 p.m. See you then. Back here tomorrow with just 25 days to go till you're the ultimate jury.